Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why am I with Seabus Super? Because I'm a builder and they take care of me. Well, I had an accident on the work site and they helped me out, no worries. Yeah, they helped me out real fast. Mate, they just get me. Because they are for all of us. Seabus, for all of us. To consider if Seabus is right for you, visit seabussuper.com.au for a copy of the PDS. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. World Cup Daily, Day 17, Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon for Seabus Super. The industry super fun hitting your retirement for six. We're sitting, looking out across the Oval, the venue where Australia recorded a most comfortable victory, although for about maybe quarter of an hour, half an hour, it looked like we might have had a game here in South London, but Sri Lanka just did not have the depth. Jeff, over to you to tell us all about it in full across 30 seconds. In 30 seconds. I'm going to wait till the clock hits 30 so it's easier to keep track. Right. Australia, Aaron Finch smashed them out of the park. He made 153, equaled his best score, and uh, he was basically the driving force through the inning. Steve Smith came in and made 73 along with him, and then Maxwell Ball iced the cake 46 off 25. Australia got up to 334, imposing score, but for a bit it looked like Sri Lanka might chase it. They were going at 10 and over until the 15th over. Uh, they were 100, sorry, 115 in the 15th over, smashing it, but then the wicket started to fall. Stark took four, and Australia got home. Nicely done. Nicely done indeed. Right on 30 seconds. Uh, yeah, you, you pretty much nailed the, the last bit. That is, at one point in the chase, at 116 for no loss in the 15th over, I think it was. Yeah, 115 for no. Yeah, it really felt like the wind was at the back of Sri Lanka. The crowd certainly were. Every neutral who was in here was barracking yeah. as hard for Sri Lanka as, the, as those carrying the flags. And Australia were having to find a plan B or a plan C. Their opening bowlers were taken off after a couple of overs. The change bowlers took some tap. And... Really, it was the spell of Glenn Maxwell at one end, then Mitchell Stark picking up Pereira, which changed the whole game. In the absence of that wicket, I mean, mm. Karina Rutman, the man, the man least likely, four years out of the one-day side, brought back yep. in to captain the team. Never made a one-day hundred before. Mentioned on another thing I was doing, he looks like Brian Lara for about an hour there, the way he was striking the ball. <laughs> but then they, 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 they seized up, didn't they? It felt, yep. it felt as though they knew they had it within their grasp, but they just batted for another, like that for another hour or so, yeah. and then the, the, the size of the task overwhelmed them. It also shows you how terrible my maths are, because somehow I did 115 off 15 overs and decided that was 10 and over. I thought I should let that it's go. more yeah. like 7 and a half and over. Anyway, well, they did have fine. an 87 run power play at the start, which is near enough to 10 and over. Yeah, yeah. 8.7. Yeah, 8.7 is up there. Even we can do that. I think the issue for Karuna Ratner was that while Kusal Pereira was there, he felt great, because Kusal Pereira just scores quickly. That's what mm. he does. That's what he was born to do. He's, he's a wicketkeeper. He made that incredible in the Test match in South Africa earlier this year that won them the impossible win over there. Dream the impossible dream, fly the impossible flights. Win the impossible Test match against South Africa. He did that in Durban, lots of sixes there. 52 off 36, Kusel Pereira made opening the batting. Uh, and so that meant that Karuna Ratner was very comfortable. He flew along as well. They were cracking the ball over cover. They were taking on Australia's top bowlers. Uh, and 
Karina Ratna was well ahead of a runner ball too. But once Cusel Pereira got out, then Karina Ratna was like, all right, I've got to be the senior man. He slowed down a lot. He ended up getting about 20 off 40-odd balls after having got 70 off 60. So he, mm. he got off to a zooming uh, start. And then maybe don't know if he was worried about the 100 or just worried about the chase, but he seized up and got into the 90s and then just played a pretty soft shot, just steered it, catching practice to backward point to Glenn Maxwell off Kane Richardson and was out. And, and pretty much from then, it was just a case of Australia turning the screws as, as other players tried to keep up the rate. Kusal Mendes batted beautifully, smacked Mitchell Stark back over his head for six. It was a lovely shot. And uh, <laughs> I think my favourite moment of the day was, well, I, I might leave this for Hall of Fame. It's going to okay. come up later. Well, on two occasions, Mendes hit sixes over the top of the head of the bowler and the next over, um, wickets fell, uh, caught behind. Uh, small but um, a pattern of sorts. I, I was quite impressed by the way that Australia's fast bowlers all bounced back because yep. all of them took some tap early, looked ropey, looked frazzled, especially Berendorf, who went for, I think, 19 perhaps off his third over. It was it was messy. And they all came back to do a job and take the 10 wickets between the four of them. Uh, Stark, four for 55. He's just born to bowl on these World Cups, isn't he? Mm. 13 wickets. He's leading the wicket tally across the tournament now. Hit Again. the stumps twice. It just He should have taken five, really. But um, for reasons that we won't bore you with, they were milking the strike at the end to ensure that the number 11, uh, no one predicted, didn't get to face Mitchell Stark. But yeah. putting that to one side, Stark was outstanding. Cummins bounced back, two for 38 from 7.5. A wicket for Berendorf, three for Kane Richardson. Just Devo, though, that Stark didn't get that five for because then he would have been seven five for the, the record all time is 13 in one day and that's Murley who has mm. the record for everything that involves volume of taking wickets so it, it's it's no wait it's Wacker Yunus isn't it it's not even Murley um, yeah Wacker is up there with 13 so there haven't been that many five wicket hauls in one day cricket right. Stark could be up, could have been up to seven in what would have been what his 79th match I think yeah due to injury he doesn't play a lot of cricket you know, in, in the pyjamas usually they rest him in bilateral series now they roll him out for the World Cup yeah. dust him off player of the tournament which he's probably just about on track for again if he goes at this rate we're only halfway through the group stage he'll take I don't know in the order of 30 odd wickets maybe not quite that many but he took 22 last time around and that was enough yep. to win that gong just uh, a shame that India's test number three doesn't play the one day for him so you could call him Chiteshwa Pajamas <laughs> <laughs> one day Missed opportunity One, one day, day One day, day cricket um, Aaron Finch Said he was clever With his bowling changes He was outstanding With the bat Hard to think That three or four months ago We were saying Oh maybe Finch mm. Shouldn't play in this tournament mm. He said it himself um, Before he flew out here That he thought he was only, you know, wasn't far away from losing his spot in the side. Now you can't imagine a team without him. He's so clever. The way he hit to the short boundary today, as our colleague Dan Norcross made the point, with the win to the short boundary. And yep. due to the way they, they played on a pitch a long way across today, not in the middle at all. It was 55 metre boundaries in the uh, the southeast corner of the ground. So Finch no used that to good effect. I think it was maybe the southwest. Either way, that corner over there. No, southwest, southwest corner. I do not know. Um, the, the only cardinal direction I know is that George Pell's going to jail. <laughs> That'll probably annoy some people listening to this, but I don't really care. Uh, the um, I think if you get annoyed about sex offenders going to jail, you probably don't get an opinion. Oh, look, you know, opinion trip. I, I made the point on the ABA today that I am Australian was played over the tunnel at some point during um, during the Australian bowling innings, which was such a unifying song in the nineties. These days, it'd be just called written off as virtue signalling, you know, <laughs> a song like that. Uh, the where was I? Aaron Finch, clever player, 153. He, he's in a rut at one point during the innings too, which was really impressive that at one stage when Danajaya Silva, Danajaya De Silva even, um, was rolling down his off breaks and they, they managed to find a way to take a couple of wickets and break up that opening stand with Warner and then pick up Kawaja who looked anemic at best. He was 10 off 20, but 
they have a problem there. I'm not sure we'll come back to it. Finch joined Steve Smith. They put on the biggest partnership of the tournament so far, 173. Smith was 30 before I even looked up. Yeah. Um, and that seemed to give Finch the confidence to go up the gears a little bit. And by the end of his innings, I mean, I, I definitely mozzed him on commentary. I was looking through saying, what 185, highest Australian score in a one day. It's going to be gone by a mile. He's going to make 230. And then he went out next ball. But yeah. still, 153 is the equal highest tally for this tournament but so But what far. I love about that Finch 100 is, okay, 14 one-day 100 so far, so 13 before today. Eight of that 13 were 109 or less. He'd just get to the 100 and then get out, or mm. one or two of them are not out. And also most of them are relatively slow. The strike rate's between 85 and 100 for almost all of his mm. centuries. The only, the only big 100 and the only fast 100 he's got was against Scotland in 2013, not the strongest bowling attack. So today, aside from that one, this was his fastest and his biggest 100. You know, he got it at a strike rate of nearly 116 and he went up past 150. So it was good to see him turning that, that ability. And he looked mint from ball one. He was, yeah. I think the thing with Finch is when he's driving – you know he's on song when he's driving well because that's basically his shot. His shot is down the ground, long on, long off. Uh, he was going along the ground, he was driving off the back foot and then he was going off the back foot and punching through cover as well and he just looked crisp from the yeah, start. Yeah, you're right. The drive to get himself off the mark down the ground was perhaps one of the best shots he played. And another one through extra cover in the first over. Yeah, that um, open, it really opened it went through almost through cover point. Yeah, point. no, it was, it, was, it was a classical square drive really. Um, Steve Smith... 73 or 59. Yeah. Um, he looked really good today as well. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned how quickly he was accumulating, but back to that Smith that I remember from a couple of years ago who could pretty much decide where the ball was going mm-hmm. before it came down. If he wanted to pick out the gap at deep backward square and it was a foot and a, foot and a half outside the off stump, he could find a way to, to isolate that gap. Yeah. And he actually got out today natmegging. That was how his dismissal finally arrived at when Mullinga yorked him from around the wicket. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's a really good sign that Smith, who perhaps had a reputation of being a bit stodgy in one-day cricket towards the end of his um, tenure yep. as captain. And, of course, we know what happened after that and the, the long absence from the side. But um, this was him at his resourceful best. And at a really important time after the innings was going a bit stale, they were only going at about four and over at the halfway mark when roughly yep. he came in and everything changed after that. He does have one shot where he – it's a slog, really. He opens up the front foot and, and comes with a big swing through across the line over mid-wicket. But he makes it look pretty. He's like the only player in the game who has a pretty slog. Um, <laughs> Um, and he nailed one today, and it absolutely soared away for six. He was impressive today, Smith. And then Maxwell, the way he iced it, he had an over from Pradeep where he took 22 off the over, and what I loved about it was every move that Karuna Ratna made in the field, Maxwell went then went over that man. They, yeah. they, they had mid-on, mid up yeah. inside the up circle. Up and down three he times goes, in the over. He goes four yeah. and six over the top of him. They bring him up, they bring mid-wicket in, he goes over mid-wicket for four. They bring put mid-wicket out, bring square leg up, he goes over square leg for four. Then he top edges over the keeper to finish it off. It was gorgeous. Yeah, it was 22 off the 45th over. And then they scored 33 runs off the final five. So I wanted to mention, I mean, yes, Maxwell was on track to strike a 30-ball 70 for a while there. And yeah, he, at the end of the day, you see 46 on out of 25 and you think job done. And it was job done. But just a word for the exemplary death bowling of Sri Lanka. There's been a lot of discussion around death yep. bowling in this tournament. But I thought Adana was just brilliant with his slow balls landing on the crease line, mostly at the back of the hand, like Simon O'Donnell or Ian Harvey of yesteryear. Yep. Um, Two for 57 off 10 doesn't tell the story. If he went around the park the way the others went around the park in the previous five overs, he would have gone for 80. But instead, he kept it right back. Malinga's final spell, I think he went for seven runs off his last two overs. And then at the very, very end, to Sarah Pereira, who I think he bought the 50th over, yeah. and they got 
seven or eight from it, including a Maxwell boundary off the last ball. Yeah. Um, that was excellent from them. So they didn't win the game, but I think part of the reason why they had that surge of mm. enthusiasm when they started their chase was because they finished their bowling inning so well and they were able to keep Maxwell at bay. They didn't win the game, but they won our hearts. Uh, that, <laughs> they won the final phase. That, that Maxwell that's very important, the phase <laughs> victory. The That Maxwell boundary was perfectly placed as well, swept the fast bowler yeah. and, and hit, the, hit the gap out behind square on the league side. But the... My player of the day, actually, is Udana, Isaru Udana, because he, he injured himself really early in the innings when, when they were fielding. Down there. Yeah, he, he dived to try to field on the boundary, and he smashed into the boundary boards and hurt his shoulder quite badly, and he was in the hands of the trainers for 15 minutes. He came back on the field, warmed up, bowled, left arm, brisky, bowled beautifully all day. As you said, that last spell with the slower balls. But the important bit is it took Tufa. He also ran out two players oh, off his yeah. own bowling yeah, yeah, yeah. in the one over. He got rid of Alex Carey, then he got rid of Pat Cummins. The Alex Carey one was exceptional. That was Carey at the non-striker's end, and it was Maxwell playing it back down the pitch, and they both thought there's a single there, started going, and Udana just paired across the pitch, dived, picked it up in his uh, right hand, flicked it to his left, and while lying on the ground, nailed the stumps at the non-striker's end. Then Cummins comes down the wicket, goes for a wander, and he gets in his follow-through and nails the stumps again. And the fact that he nearly did it three times in an over as well, if yeah. he didn't uh, sort of bobble the ball in his follow-through from the last delivery, it would have been three direct hit runouts in the yeah. space of an over, which would have been certain Hall of Fame. Yep. Indeed, he might end up in the Hall of Fame anyway. He's I don't want to preempt it. I'm He's your player of the day. I'm I just want to go one more negative before we go positive. Um, the rigidity of Australia's batting lineup. I, I still think it's something that needs to be considered. Aaron Finch said at the end of play today that there's still plenty to work on. I think structurally there is as well. Usman walked out at three. We've said it. We shouldn't repeat ourselves again, but he hasn't. They bounced him early. Four really good bounces from Nawan Pradeep. He went for plenty, but that was a good spell, his second spell in the middle to Kawaja. He set up the pins, and uh, Dan and Jaya Silva got the reward for it. But Kawaja, and then Sean Marsh having to walk out in the final 10 overs, maybe even the final five overs. He made three off nine or something like that. I know that they're there if Australia are two for 20, not two for 220 or maybe even two for 300 as it was yeah. when Marsh probably walked out there at, um, at the fall of the fourth wicket, I think it was. Two, 278 and it was in the 44th. Right, well, there you go. So, I, I, you know, Aaron Finch again coming back to his post-game commentary. He's talking about the, the short boundary, long boundary thing. Their next game is at Trent Bridge. Yeah. It, it feels like they're softening the ground for an all-rounder coming in, whether that's still in us back from injury or Mitchell Marsh. Who do they leave out? It feels like it almost has to be one of Kawaja or Shaw Marsh and Right this very moment, I, I, I think there's probably a case that it is Kawaja, given that he's not opening. Yep, and, and that's been the way that it's looked the whole way through. Hall of Fame for today. Who's in it? What's in it? Why are they in it? I, I, I've got, Why don't you open the batting on this? Well, particularly I liked um, when a section of the crowd were heckling Glenn Maxwell down on the boundary, and this was suggested to us on Twitter as well. Um, he, they were heckling him about sandpaper, so he turned his pockets inside out. <laughs> oh, Glenn, that's very good. Just to prove that he had nothing there, um, which was cheeky. Uh, you know, Udana's runouts were so good that they're not necessarily Hall of Fame because they're not like wacky enough. They were just really, really good cricket. But yeah. but maybe maybe they should be in there regardless. I particularly like the one that I want in there is mm-hmm. is Thesara Pereira's innings, where he walked out to bat. They needed. Runs pretty briskly at this point. Stark bounced him. Savage bounce, a nice short ball. And Pereira cracks it away. First ball, hook shot, six. six. Massive six. <laughs> like it went up light tower high and nearly left the ground. And then he gets a single from his next ball. And then he's out from his third ball. So he goes back for seven off three. Yeah, six and out is how I described it at the time. A lot better that than the, than the band from the 90s. The, uh, the other things that I would put in there, well, one... I would say that I want to have a bit of a rant about something. I'll keep it brief. Net run rate is ruining the end of these games. Net run rate 
isn't it's well it's it's everyone knows what it is in, in vague terms and we kind of discussed it on the show before but today Sri Lanka were trying to get to 50 overs and they were milking the strike in overs 42 and 43 when it was game over that's not a good way to end a one day international it should be as you've suggested Jeff most sixes hit or perhaps a more nuanced way using the DLS Duckworth Lewis Stern method to find a way of, of, of deciding how well you've done above or below that back of a post-it note type assessments being made here but there's got to be a better way than net run rate when a game ends like that but my actual nomination uh, goes to the Sri Lankans for continuing their protest. I'm not sure if you saw this, Jeff, but they boycotted the press conference tonight. They've because they weren't in the pool. I think this comes back to the pool, and apparently it was the yeah. team. I missed a bit last night when I was describing it. It was the pool, and it was the team bus. It has 34 seats, and they've got 33 people, and they're they're not happy about that either. So mm-hmm. it's the bus, it's the pool, it's the vibe, yeah. it's Marbo. I did think um, when the wicket started to fall today, they did look a lot like a side who haven't been in a pool recently. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, whatever it is, I think they're in um they're in a, they're in a bit of trouble with the ICC. That's for sure. <laughs> that concludes part one. We'll be back in a second. Some people might disagree, but we kind of have some cricket expertise. I think we have no expertise, though, when it comes to sensible things like planning and retirement and planning for retirement. Well, lucky then, we know the people who do know their stuff over at CBUS, and all CBUS members have access to their team of qualified advisors. Wow, Adam, I think I've heard of CBUS before, about 400 times on our podcast. Uh, What does a qualified advisor do? It means if you're a CBUS member, they can assist you over the phone about investment options, contribution strategies, and planning the best way to maximise your super for retirement. So you're saying they can help you maximise the middle overs and then have a big surge in the final 10? (laughs) Cricket reference, get it? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, and it's probably going to go a lot longer than the World Cup. Ah, well, you can uh, make sure you don't get caught without a retirement plan. Visit cbussuper.com.au. Do it. Do it today. This is indeed the final word daily. Adam Collins, Jeff Lemon. Day 17 for CBUS Super. There was another game in progress during our game, which, of course, we weren't watching because we were here, but... We'll give you a quick run-through off the scorecard, Jeff, because I think it's nearly over. Yeah, it's it's almost done, so we're not going to review it because we don't have the authority to do that. What we do know is Afghanistan got trounced by Sri Lanka when they were batting. They had a decent opening, and they were 56 for one and should have done better. Nor Ali Zadran came into the side and made 32. Hazratullah made 22 in quick time, but they got bowled out for 125. Tahir took four, Chris Morris three, and at the moment South Africa are 104 for one, so... Even I'm going to safely assume that they will get home. Hashim Amla is still there on 34. Quentin de Kock made 68 and just got out. And Pelaquayo has been pushed up to number three. So. Oh, good. Glad to see that. A player with serious talent. Uh, where are we going next? We're going to Manchester in about an hour from now for El Clasico, uh, the India-Pakistan yeah. blockbuster. Lionel Messi batting at six. Yeah, he'd be six in my side. He'd be three in my side. Yeah. Um, I quite like the fact that football teams or soccer teams have 11 players and cricket teams have 11 players. Often albums have 11 songs. Yep. One day for a piece, I will write uh, about uh, an album of cricket team songs. So that is, I mean, I want to list an album based on cricketers. So, for example, I want two songs that would be appropriate openers, a fast bowler to finish at number 11. You get where I'm coming from? Sure. So, you know, 
All one right. for the future. Right. Look out, editors. If you want to commission me, go ahead. Um, where are Australia off to, Jeff? Australia. Where uh, are we off to? They are off to Bangladesh. Uh, no, yes. Off. We're going to Bangladesh. I love going to Bangladesh. That's go- the best. We're going back to Chittagong. We're yes. going to play Nottingham in Bangladesh. Oh. We're playing the Nottingham team. No, we're going to Trent Bridge to play Bangladesh on Thursday this week. Wish we were going to Bangladesh. Back to the old River Trent. And Sri Lanka have uh, the six-day break until they play England on Friday at Headingley, which will be a stiff one for... Sri Lanka. I hope they've got a pull at Leeds. I hope they've got a pull. Uh, in terms of where South Africa go, they get to play against New, New Zealand. Zealand. I remember that Baston one. And Afghanistan, on, they have England, they have on, England Tuesday on Tuesday at Manchester. It's all coming together yep. like a neat tapestry in my brain at Lovely. the moment. I think that's about it, Jeff. Yeah. This has been the World Cup Daily. Final word, day 17. Adam Collins, Jeff Lemon. Thanks to CBA Super, the industry super fund, smashing your retirement for six. Well, we'll, be back. we'll be back with a weekly show, I reckon, on Monday or Tuesday as well. The, yes, the longer we weekly will come back next week. So yes, it will. Keep an eye on your feet. Indeed. Do that and hear from us tomorrow when we're in Manchester for India and Pakistan. Don't miss that. That'll be the same. We've been doing for centuries. Sorry if I ran out to empty broke this so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. Hundreds of thousands of us are building a future we can all be proud of. For over 34 years, the growth CBUS My Super option has returned an average of 9.29% per annum for its members while investing in projects that not only create jobs, but something better. CBUS for all of us. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance.